Praise the Lord. It's an honor, it's always an honor to speak to God's children. Always a privilege and honor. There's no greater honor than this. To speak to God's saints, temples of God. Hallelujah. Speaking to you, children of God. Blood washed, sanctified, justified. Amen. And speaking to children of God. Those whom Jesus died for. Wow. What an honor. Romans, uh, let's start from Romans. So we started a series on decoding the leading of the Spirit. And I want to uh, believe that uh, every one of us here have been practicing that. You need to practice it. So it's not just about listening. It's about practicing. So I'm not just giving a lecture. Okay? The intent of this is for you to practice so that every day, as you go out, you do your daily living, you practice how to be led by the Spirit. God wants us to be led by His Spirit. It is God's desire that we be led by the Spirit. And, and also that, you know, we don't, we don't seclude or exclude any part of our lives from the Spirit. You allow the Holy Spirit to take total control of everything. Everything. Paul said in Romans chapter 9, chapter 1 verse 9, he talks about God whom I serve in the spirit, in the gospel of his son. He said, I serve him in the spirit. He said, for God is my witness. Who what? Whom I serve what? With my spirit in the gospel of his son. He said, I serve him with my spirit. So it's important that we learn to follow, to live in the spirit and by the spirit. It's important that we don't just come to that point where, you know, we begin to be extremely superstitious. Because most, I've seen a lot of believers are very, very superstitious. Everything, even cockroach fly in their room, it means something. You know, when there's cobweb, it means something. When they step out the first day, they, I mean, in the morning, and they do like this, it means something. Extremely super, led by symbols and signs and unnecessary figures. You are a Christian. You are born of God. You are born of the Spirit. You must know that. You must recall that. That you are born of the Spirit. You are a child of God. So you must learn to be led by the Spirit. Not led by symbols, by elements of these words. Extremely superstitious. And sure you know, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17. He's a new creation. All things are passed away. Look here. All things are now new. All things are new. Ensure you're not led by symbols. You're not too superstitious. You're not led by feelings. By how you feel. Amen. Now, a, lot of, a lot of believers are led by their feelings. How they feel. If they feel good, oh, God is in me. If they feel bad, oh, I think God has left me. It's your feeling. It is not the reality. It is not what it is. It's just your feeling. And it's your feeling. Feelings are, God created your feelings. He created your feelings with you. But sometimes, your feelings, most times, your feelings can lead you wrong. Most times. But most times, feelings always lead wrong. Praise God. You must learn to be led by the spirits. 
The Spirit of God is in you. The Bible says, out of your belly, your innermost being, shall come out, flow out, rivers of living waters. The Spirit. Someone say the Spirit. Jesus said, he said, as the wind blows. You see, no one knows where it's coming or where it's going. He says, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. He says, Spirit. Don't be too afraid to say Spirit. Don't be too shy. Don't feel estranged to say spirit. It is not for some kind of people. It is for every child of God. Because you are born of the spirit. Amen. You are born of the spirit. You are a child of God. You are born of the spirit. Don't let those Mary Kay deceive you. Those makeups and those screams and all those things. Don't let it deceive you. You are actually born of the spirit. You are a child of the Spirit. Amen. You are the plan of God from creation. You are, God, you are that which God has taught off in the beginning. The Spirit, the child of the Spirit. The Bible says, it says, if we will not, if when our earthly fathers, when they chastise us, he said we rejoice. How much more the Father of Spirits. You are a child of the Spirit. You are a child of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So you've got to learn how to be led of the Spirit. Romans 8. Romans 8. So we're looking at how to be led by the Spirit. We've been looking at inward witness, following the inward witness, and we have looked at certain contradictions and some, you know, uh, you know, where people miss it most of the time. Okay, we have looked at that. Amen. And we looked at the book of Acts. We have seen the consistencies and the inconsistencies of men and the consistency of the Spirit. And you have followed through with it. That see, uh, the impression of the Spirit is with every believer. So in other words, as you as a believer, you have the impression of the Spirit. But converting the impression to utterance, men can be wrong in how they interpret the impression most of the time. Sometimes they model everything up. They are saying both right and wrong together. Hallelujah. And last week, we looked at the fact that, see, the Word of God takes supremacy over any impression. Okay, in fact, let me tell you this. It's not like text supremacy. In fact, the leading of the spirit within and the leading of the word is the same thing. Are we together? Listen up, everybody. The leading of the spirit from within and the leading by the word of God is the same thing. So, don't forget. So, the same way that a man will be led by the spirit from within and can misinterpret the impression of the spirit, okay, uh, but with the help of the word of God, you can confirm and edit and filter the impression in your spirit. So with the word of God, you come to a proper what? Conclusion. Did you get what I'm trying to say here? We looked at that for the past three, four weeks thereabout. We looked at, we looked at what happened to Paul. Paul went from city to city. Everywhere he went to, everyone had impression in their spirit. But however, some people said, no, don't go to what? Jerusalem. Remember that place? We read it. They said, don't go. In fact, when they said, don't go, what did they say? They said, Paul said, he said, they said by the Spirit. So in other words, they would say, this is what the Spirit is saying. Don't go. But Paul said, I am bound by the Spirit to Jerusalem. He knew we had to go to Jerusalem. However, some people came and said, ah, don't go. And they even used the Spirit. Amen. No, that many people have, people have used the Spirit for so many things. It's not bad, okay? You should use the Spirit. 
But as you use the Spirit, you should allow it to be judged or confirmed. Am I coming to us here? Hold on, but what is this? Romans 8. Let's look at that. Romans 8. So let's start from verse 12. Therefore, brethren, we are therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put the deeds of the flesh, so let's jump to verse 14. Okay. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So sons of God are expected to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. For you have not, look at that again. He says, after he said that, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, okay? He says in verse 15, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out what? Abba, Father. So you have received. He said, he said, you have received the spirit of what? Adoption. So when he said the spirit of adoption, what he's saying that the word adoption means a placement. Okay, so you have been placed as a son. So you have received, so the Holy Spirit that you have received is the same as the spirit of adoption where you have been placed now as a child of God. Amen. You are a child of God. So he says this, whereby you do what? You cry, Abba, Father. So the spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The spirit of himself does what? Bears witness with our spirit. Now, look, let, 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 let us do something here. Let's go to Galatians because we see there. He said this. He said, we have received the spirit. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received what? The spirit of adoption, isn't it? So look at Galatians. Galatians and chapter uh, 4. Galatians 4 says, just to stress that point that we have received the spirit of adoption. Galatians chapter 4, he says, now I say that the heir, as long as the child does not differ at all from a slave, though he be master of all. Now, now looking at this place, you know, I know a lot of people, ah, I'm trying my best to not divert. All right. Amen. Galatians 4, are you there? Now, he says, now I say that the heir, as long as the child does not differ from what? A servant or a slave, though he be master of all. Now, the context here is very important. Uh, you see, I know a lot of people have quoted this scripture. I remember one time like that, I was talking to a friend recently to, you know, uh, on, on WhatsApp, and, you know, she posted something like this. I said, ah, but that's not what the Bible is saying. And, you know, so we started, okay, okay, okay. Now, so the context is this. So the context is not like, oh, when you receive Jesus. So when you first receive Jesus, then you are now, uh, you are, a, you are, okay, maybe before you receive Jesus, you are, I don't know how, I, I'm trying to even give a better interpretation of how people put it. So that before you receive Jesus or after you receive Jesus, you are just a child. So you are a child. So now, uh, then as you keep walking, then you now become a son. That's not, that's bullshit. That's not scripture. That's not what he's saying. See, there's a difference between when you say that, if you're talking about a babe in Christ and spiritually mature believer, there are two different things. Okay, these are, so you're talking about a babe in Christ. So a babe in Christ is what Paul would say in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and also 1 Peter 2. He says, as newborn babes, okay, desire the sincere milk of the world, you grow thereby. That's 1 Peter 2. As newborn babes, okay, desire the sincere milk. The same thing, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he says, I wish I could speak unto you as unto spiritual, as unto mature, but I cannot. But I will speak unto you as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. So those are two different things. This is different from sonship. So babe in Christ, spiritually mature, and carnal believer, okay, 
they are different from sonship. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? So what Paul is saying there in Galatians, for example, Galatians and chapter 4, he says this, he says this, he said, now I say that the hair. Now what is he talking about here? He's talking about the Jews. In Galatians chapter 3, look at it, go to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians 3, 26. Are you there? So let's, let's do Galatians 3, 19. He says, oh, mm, mm, mm. Okay. Galatians 3, 23, because of time. But before faith came, huh, 22, are you there? But the scripture has confirmed, confined all under sin that the promise of faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept under God by the law. So listen, I said, so who are the we that were kept under God here? The Jews, not Nigerian. Not you. You were not kept under God by the law of Moses. The Bible says, for grace and truth came to Jesus, for the law was given by Moses. John chapter 1 verse 18. So we were not kept. The Jews are the one who received Leviticus, Deuteronomy. They are the one who received it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. What, what did he give to the, to the world? What did he give to the world? But the Israelites received the law. Keep reading. But I'm not talking about the law today. But before faith came, we were kept under God by the law. I love the way Amplified Version puts it. It said, we the Jews. The Jews. Jews. Not Jews. <laughs> Jews. We the Jews. Were kept, we the Jews were kept under the law. Okay. But, uh, were kept under God by the law. Care for the faith which would what? Which would what? Afterward be revealed. Therefore, the law was our what? The law was our tutor, our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. So these guys were under the law to bring them to what? Christ. Let's just keep it that way first. I don't want to explain any further than that. So, they were under the law. So, who, who are the promise of a Messiah coming? They had it. So, they were the heir. They were supposed to embrace Christ when he came. So, that's why, so it's a progression. See, let me say this to you. You see, if you, that's why we say, if you, the, the chapters and verses that we see in Bible today, they were never there. Chapters and verses were introduced about 500 years ago. The first, by the Bibles that they were compiling initially, there was no chapters and verses. So you just read it brrr, straight. But is it good that we have chapters and verses now? Yes, for reference purposes. But, but sometimes, so it also does a lot of injustice. Because when people are reading, they begin to isolate. They just think, well, Galatians chapter 4 just started from chapter 4. So if you read it from chapter 1, chapter 3 down, you will see that it's a progression. So it says that they were kept under the schoolmaster, isn't it? 24. He said, therefore the Lord was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, what happened? So who was the schoolmaster? So after faith has come, we are no longer under what? It is not, did I write it? Good. So it means that, so we are not under the schoolmaster who is a tutor to bring us to Christ. So now you now continue from verse so in our verse 26, says, for you are all sons now. True faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. 
28, there's neither Jew, there's neither Greek, there's neither slave nor free, there's neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Chapter 4, now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, so as long as he's a child, okay, does not differ from a slave. Why? Because he's under a master. Who was the master? So he does not differ from the Gentile. Though he's under the law, he does not, they are not different. So let's keep reading. But under guide, but he's under guidance and steward until that time appointed by the Father. Even so, we, the Jewish, when we were children, did you see that? You see the interpretation now? So he's explaining, even though we, the Jewish or Jews, when we were children, were kept, were in bondage under the element of this world. What is the element of this world that he's talked about here? It's the law. It's not me that wrote it now. It's even we who were kept under the element of this world. Okay, let's keep reading. Even though we were kept under. Okay. Verse 4. But when the fullness of time has come, God sent for the son born of a woman born under the law. That we, so that's why it's very important we must know this. That God sent for his son born of a woman born where? Born under the law. To redeem those that were under the law. Somebody said, well, but Jesus always said to me, say, ah, you know, Jesus also did baptism of water. Jesus also, they took turtle dove to the temple for Jesus. Amen. So, they everything. So, you do everything. You do everything that Jesus did. Because he went, Jesus was under the law. He did all the practice. Jesus went with animals to the temple every Sunday, every Sabbath day. He said, ah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amen. So he said he was born under the law to redeem those that were under the law that we might receive what? Adoption of what? Sons. It is by the spirit. Everything. Spirit. Nothing carnal. Nothing. Nothing earthly in our redemption. Nothing. There's nothing earthly at all. At all. Is that nothing. Nothing. If anybody begins to introduce anything earthly, you know that ah, say, ah, you have to give money to receive salvation. You know, in those days, they used to do it. They pay for sin that are yet to commit. They are yet to commit. These are, I will pay. Because we are rich. People that are rich, they paid for, they used to pay for a lot of sin. Because they have enough money. Those are poor. They cannot afford forgiveness of sin. And that's why Matthew Luther said, no, 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 no. You know, it, it can only be by faith alone. Amen. But that's just by the way. So God has sent for, because we are sons, we are by six, because you are sons, what happened? God has sent for the spirit of his son into our heart, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, the heirs of God truly. So what he's talking about in Galatians, is talking about the former status of a believer, of people. So there were two groups, the Jews or the Gentiles. The Jews were those that are called the children by, by what he's talking about, by the master and the law that they had. So he says, they we Jews were children, kept under the law by a schoolmaster, under a tutelage. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent for his son, born under the law, you know, that he may redeem us, what? From the law. So that as we have been redeemed from the law, we can now receive what? The adoption, the spirit of adoption. And now we can say, Abba, Father. So the spirit of God is in you. Amen. The spirit of God is in what? A believer. Go back to Romans. Romans now. Romans 8. Romans 8, verse ah, 14. 
He says, okay, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, okay. Jump to 16. He says, the Spirit now, which is in us now, bears witness with our spirit that we are what? We are God's children. So, the same way the Spirit of God witnesses with our spirit together that we are God's children is the same way he witnesses that we, that we so that's what we call it one witness, the same way he witnesses concerning things that we want to engage in. Number one way, number one thing that the Spirit of God does to your spirit, I mean bearing witness to your spirit, is that you are what? You are a child of God. Not you cannot be, you alone cannot be the children of God. You are what? A child of God. Amen. So he said the Spirit of God bears with them with our spirit that we are God's children. He witnesses with our spirit. So this is where we got the word inward witness. Where the Spirit of God witnesses that which we have received. He witnesses with our spirit. That we are God's children. Hallelujah. What did he say again? He says, the Spirit himself bears witness, witness with our spirit that we are what? That we are God's children. Bears witness with our spirit. We call it the inward witness. You need it for parenting, for study as we engage every day. It bears witness with your spirit. And let me tell you this. The way the spirit of God bears witness, okay? It does not bear witness when you are high do. You can't see. I, I repeat. You, the, the, that's very important. You must know this. The witness bearing is emotion thing. That's why I told us when we started this series. That you, can, you must not be lazy. You cannot be lazy. So you cannot just say, so Holy Spirit. What, what will you want me to do today? Should I go out? He's like, so that's what I was telling you. I said, okay, should I, Holy Spirit, should I breathe? Should I stop breathing now? Or should I breathe? You know, some people actually, that they're paranoid when it comes to the leading of the Spirit. No, that's not what you are doing the things that you do normally. Then you just have a check in your spirit. So that's what Paul would call, I am pressed in the Spirit. He said, the Bible says, in, he said, they determined to go to Asia. He said, the Bible says, the Spirit prevented them. It did not permit them. So it was a press in the spirit, a pressure in the spirit. Okay? A withdrawal in the spirit. So it's not always an audible voice. But yes, does God speak, spirit speak audibly? Yes, it does. But most often, the common way that God speaks to all of his children is through the inward witness. You know, if you start your car, I have, uh, I have a car. So if you're driving a car and you are going somewhere and you don't know where you're going, but you put the the location there in the map, Google map, pew. and you put the volume. I mean, you, you, don't, you don't unmute it. You unmute it, rather. So when you move, when you proceed, it will tell you that turn right, isn't it? Turn left. In 200 kilometers, turn left. Now, but if you put the map and you press start and you sit down in the car, you will never hear turn left. Now, this is a kind of explanation, but that's what I'm trying to say. It's kind of. But it's much more heavier than that in the spirit. What I'm trying to say is that you engage what you do normally. You are not lazy. You are stepping out to go out. So well, that's what we said earlier. That they had received an instruction from the master to go. So they went. Because they went. Let's go there. Look at it. Are you following everybody? So you go. So for example, you want to start a business. Okay. You are about to start. You are, you are eagerly waiting to start. And you had a check in your spirit. But, but you want to start. 
That's why you have a check in your spirit. So, oh, don't go for this meeting. Go for this meeting. Or, or for example, it's about your, it, could, it could be about parenting. It could be about some business that you want to invest in. You are, you are trying to gather information, gather data, and you just have a check in your spirit. But you are about to go. And he said, don't go. You know, there was a time to Google Map led me where? He led me and I entered the roadblock. <laughs> Amen. So this one is not like that. When the Spirit of God will lead you. I don't know if anybody has experienced that before. We Google Map. Google Map will lead you to a different street. <laughs> so this one is not like that. So that's why I said I just use that as example. So don't be thinking, well, Google Map will say lead us to roadblock. Maybe those people will, will not lead you to roadblock. How are you going to try to say here? Yeah. So, but this is the point. That's what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. When you take a step to obey that inward witness, you proceed further to obey, you will always get multiple, much more instructions as you proceed. But there is an inward witness in you. Hallelujah. So we say that. that I'm, I'm trying to reemphasize this, that you have it. And you have to learn to practice this every day. So we looked at Act again. Last week, so we said, we said something about how the word, so these things, the leading of the Spirit within us are confirmed by the Word. So the Word of God, so we said something, the same way the Word of God, uh, 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 that we are led by the Spirit, the metronome in our spirit, the same way, okay, we can be led by the Word. So the leading of the Word, okay, is the same thing as what? The leading of the Spirit. Amen? So this is, don't miss this part now, this is for you, you've got to catch this. This is for you. Now, I repeat again. The leading of the Spirit within you is the same thing as what? The leading of the Word of God. Now, because the leading of the Spirit sometimes, the interpretation can be wrong. Or can be maybe 80% right or 50% right or wrong. That's why. But the impression is correct. But the way you give expression to it may be wrong. That's why the Word of God becomes the most accurate way to confirm the impression in your spirit. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? The word of God becomes the most impressive, except other believers also confirm together. So there's a unanimous confirmation. And that's why, that's why most of that, that's why it's good to fast and pray on matters. You, that's why when you are fasting and praying, you are, you are ensuring that see, you set your mind, especially when you want to take a major step in your life. Or you want to engage certain tasks that is major. I'm not talking about, should I read today? Let me fast. I know if I read. No, that's what I'm talking about here. Okay? That would be ridiculous. I'm talking about you want to take a major step. Marriage. You want to travel to another country. You want to do something. Major step that can determine a major, you know, event. It can determine an event, you know, escapade of events in your life. So you, you can decide to set yourself apart to pray. Why are you praying? So you are setting yourself apart. It's not as if you are, look at it, this is, it's not as if you are going to be praying or you are fasting and as you are fasting, you are watching um, Suits, Netflix, Grace Anatomy. Now, I'm not saying Grace Anatomy is wrong, okay? I'm not saying that. But you are fasting now because you want to make a major event in your life. So it is good for you to set yourself apart from something, anything that can distract you, that can suggest to you, you know, when I watched Merlin movies, that period, I had dreams of Merlin. I told us before, how to see visions of God. I don't know if I preached that before. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not together. Maybe it's some selected group. How to see visions of God. Like you, ask, you know that, oh, this vision now I want to see is vision of God. When you, you get yourself, you separate yourself, get yourself loaded, not necessarily separated, get yourself loaded with the word and the spirit. 
So what your mind is saturated with is spirit things. So what you'll be picking is spirit things. I hear I'm trying to say yeah. So you now, but now you are now say you want to separate yourself so that you'll be able to fine-tune what you are decoding. You are now watching all that movie. Grace and told me, you know, all those things, action movie, Merlin, you know, Lord of the Ring, everything together in it. By the time you see, by the time you have impression of your spirit, you'll be picking Merlin, you pick the word, you pick Lord of the Rings together. And you make a decision from them. Amen. When you make decision from those three components you get the result of those three components. Am I communicating here? What I'm trying to say, I'm not saying you should watch Merlin. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say here. I'm not saying don't watch or don't watch. I'm saying that it is important. It is good for believers to learn to fast. Say, Pastor, I've not, I've not fasted before in my life. Now, you can skip a meal, at least because you want to be serious for your life. You can skip a meal. Skip morning breakfast. You, you are eating breakfast 6 a.m. 7 a.m. So, you know, I skip the 6 a.m. one. I will eat in 10 a.m. That's not what I'm talking about. At least skip for a long time. I don't want to give it as a rule, as a law. Okay? But at least you also understand what I'm trying to say here. Try to be nice to yourself. Don't, see, don't try to defend or justify yourself. Try to be nice. Be serious. That's my point. So when, when you do that, is that, when you do that, okay, you'll be able to put your mind together and decipher accurately. The leading and instruction of the spirit. So that's why we're saying that when time you fast and you are not praying or studying the word, is as well you are just doing, you are just hunger strike. You are just worrying yourself. You would have just eaten. Yeah, you would have just eaten. So you are you are fasting, but you're not doing anything. So the fasting should what you are accomplishing it is what the, the the prayers, the studying of the word, the worship, where your mind is serenity, there's calmness in your mind. You can accurately decipher. And it will help you. I told us one time ago that I had a dream. And I say this again. I had a dream. I was walking down the, you know, an abattoir where there is, all those where they butcher meat. I told us about this before. And there was meat here, meat here, meat, meat, blood dripping. And as I was walking down the road, okay, or that I was walking down the path, I didn't see the faces of those that were killing the meat. But I could see meat here, blood everywhere. Then I took my hand left and right. I was just... I was eating, and you know, I was sucking the blood, eating the flesh. No, I was doing like, I was like, I was eating, I was eating. And I just, when I woke, I just woke up from my dream. And as I woke up like this, and the first thing that came from my mouth was, Father, I thank you. For your flesh is meat indeed. And your blood is drink indeed. Now, what happened there, okay? I determined what I, what I decode by the spirit and by the word. So I didn't want to say, hey, <laughs> I think maybe something is happening in my life now. So, <laughs> what will now happen? What will I do? <laughs> what do? Hey, uh, 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 mommy, mommy uh, 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 please, I think you have to go. I think, I think you have to see the pastor. Maybe that prophet. What, what does he mean? As I was drinking blood in my dream, what could this mean? Maybe you are a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, we have to cast the spirit of vampire. Now, now, this is for another person. Another person may, may come out of such vision or such dream and interpret it based out of the word. So when you interpret it out of the word, it becomes what you have seen. So you say, ah, ah, I think. So the next day, you now have small stomach pain. You say, ah, <laughs> mommy, there is stomach pain. It is what I had. They gave me in the dream. And to be honest with you, it is what it is. So that's what you have said it is. That's what it is, actually. 
actually, he told Abraham, he told Adam, he said, whatever you call them, that's what it is. I'm talking to you that have the spirit of God. Okay, now, now, this is it. Don't get it wrong. If you have an oppression from the devil, an attack from the devil, we'll help you cast that out, okay? So, are you going to try and say, but I'm, I'm teaching us as believers who are supposedly supposed to be led by the spirit. And how do you do the leading by the spirit? You confirm with the word. So, let, that's where we buttress what we started last week. So, look at that in Acts chapter 11. We read the story of what happened in Colinius, Acts 10, for example, that, um, that Peter, while he was fasting, there was, you know, there was a vision that came to Peter, okay? Uh, an angel came to Peter. There was a vision. The four-footed beast came down three times, and the Lord told Peter, okay, the voice told Peter, not the Lord, okay? Not necessarily the Lord. He didn't say the Lord there. Okay, it was Peter who said, not so, Lord. Okay, but it was angel who, who began to explain to him later. But that just by the way. So, so he saw he came down. He said, I will not eat. He said, I said, eat. said, not so, Lord. Eat, not so, Lord, three times. And after that happened, okay, then Peter went to Colinio's house, all right? So while he was at Colinio's house, while he was still speaking, the spirit fell on them who heard the Logos, okay? They heard the, I mean, they, they heard the Logos and they received the infilling of the spirit and they spoke in tongues, okay? Do you remember the story? We looked at that last week. Then Peter, then in Acts chapter 11, the Jews, they had already been waiting for him. That we heard you had gone to preach to them. That's why I told us, it is not new. The diversities and the divisions of God, why, why the Christians are divided? See, I told us early this morning, I said, don't entrap yourself. Say, Christians are so divided. Why are they, they divided? Not, see, that sense of divisity or divi division has always been. See, it's not now. And let me even say this. Is, anywhere there is element of man, where men are gathered, any kind of religion, sect, or whatever, there is always division. Anyway, you name anyone. It's just that, just that but this one doesn't have, you have not read. You have not read about the other divisions they have. Because human beings, they will see go. They will see something else. <laughs> you they will see, look at that. So in, in Acts, look at that. In Acts 11, the apostles, as the apostles in Acts 11, they were waiting for Peter. That why would you go to the Gentiles to preach? Just imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that. They were waiting for him. And the Bible said, they told him, why would you go? The Bible said, Peter reazed. You know the meaning of reazed? Do you know the meaning of reazed? Practice. You know, you are, you know, you are going to meet them and it's to start. When I go there. Because the reason, because what is going to meet is a big contention. Because the elders were there waiting for him and the authorities are there still. And he went there. Look at Acts Act 11. We're going to touch some other. Look at Acts 11. Are you there? Now the apostles and brethren who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had received the word of God. And when Peter came on up to Jerusalem, those of the circumcision contended with him, saying, you went into uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter explained it to them in order for them to begin, in, in order, so from order, okay? Saying what? I was in, city in, I was in my city, Joppa. Then he began to say everything that happened. He realized everything. Told them about the vision. I saw a vision. This is a rice eat. And this is his story three times he told me. And I said, no, Lord, I'm not eating anything. Oh, come on. I'm summarizing this for a reason. And God said, look, at, let's keep reading. So jump to verse, verse uh, 14. Are you there? He said, who will tell you? Okay, jump to 15. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them as upon us at the beginning. 
Then I remembered what? Now, look at this. Now, in all the things that Peter have said about Riaza, about beginning, vision, all those things, what Peter said that made sense the most in that narration is that I remembered the word of the Lord. Now, when he said he remembered the word of the Lord, everybody, <laughs> it, is, it is confirmed. Oh, that's true. Because they were there. James was there when Jesus told them. So the word of God confirmed his experience. But if, if he gave them experience and there's no word, there's nothing to confirm, then fash it. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Fash it. Until we find a confirmation from the word. Am I communicating to us there? Look at it. So he said, then I remember the word of the Lord said, what? John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So, and if, if therefore God gave them the same gift as he gave unto us, who believe in him, and Lord Jesus said, who was I that I could withstand God? And when they heard these things, they became what? Silent. Silent. And they glorified God, saying, then God has also granted the Gentiles repentance to life. Now, these guys are very, very slow. Very, like, extremely slow. Like, you know when you say somebody is slow? Like, extremely slow. They are just catching up with this in Act 11 when Jesus had already told them that you shall bear witness with me both in Judea, in Jerusalem, Judea, uh, Samaria, and onto the outermost part of the earth. He told them this. But they forgot. That was the word of God to them. They forgot. That's what I was telling you as I told this before. In the book of Acts, if you want to build doctrine in the book of Acts, you cannot just build doctrine in the book of Acts from just Acts 2. Actually, you have to read the progression because the church was growing in Acts. And even till Acts 11, they were still growing. Look at Acts 15. Acts 15, are you there? So in Acts 15, there was also another issue too. In Acts 15, verse 1, and a certain man came down from Judea and taught the brethren, listen, follow, follow. And certain men came down from Judea. From where? From where? You know, if you know what is Judea, you know, it's the headquarters. That's where the headquarters, that area is where the headquarters is. So the people that are coming from that are big men. Big men of God with color. Strong men. We are talking about James. Elder, like strong people. So said, some men came down from them. Look at what they said. In Acts 15, Acts chapter 15. <laughs> hey, 15 chapters from chapter 1. And, and it's, not, it's not like 15 days. Chapter 2 and chapter 1 is not 15 days. Some of them had like years between the verses. Some of them had like years, multiple years between those chapters. In chapter 15, oh, read it. And certain men came down from Judea and taught the brethren that unless you are circumcised according to the law of Moses, you cannot be saved. You know what that means? So by circumcision, he said, unless, so what they are telling them is that when you say, unless, in the, this is a, is a term. When you say someone should be circumcised according to Moses, what you are trying to say is that you have to do the law of Moses. Because you cannot just do the law of Moses without circumcision. So that's why even many people, some of these Gentiles people are very funny. They said they are going to the law, but they are not even doing circumcision. Because for you to begin, okay, people do circumcision now for medical reasons. Okay, which is good. At least to prevent this phimosis. Yeah, another phimosis. Yeah. <laughs> so, Anna said, they came down from Judea. Look at this. Eh? No! The Gentiles, they must be circumcised. Just imagine how they will be arguing about it. So that's why I told us that it's not new. I'm, 
So for me now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not always moved when I see believers are having this prize. It's knowledge. Knowledge. We are all progressing in knowledge. There's something we have in common. Jesus died for our sins and God rose him up. You are my brother. I love you. Yes. Amen. But, amen. But the thumb and the toe, they are in the same body, but they are far from each other. So as we begin to progress in revelation knowledge together, the toe and the, the, uh, the thumb begin to come together until they join at the belly. <laughs> but that's just the way. But what am I trying to say is that it's still, we, are still, we are still in the same body, body of Christ together. Look at it. He said, look at verse 15. He ah, therefore, when Paul and Barnabas had, uh, went from Abana, had no small what? Dissension and, oh, Jesus, time. Had no small dissension, dispute with them. They determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain of others of them should what? To go to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about these questions. So they, Paul and Barnabas had arguments. No, no, no. It has to be. Salvation is by grace. It's only by grace. No, you receive the gift of righteousness because you believe. Not because you do the law. No, 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 no. You must be. They must do the law of Moses. You know, people still do the same thing today. Some people are of the order of Jerusalem. Yeah, all the, <laughs> order, order of Jerusalem. Circumcised order. You know, that's why. You know what Paul called them? You know what Paul called them? Paul said, some false brethren. False brethren. So they are brethren, but they are false. He said they came in on our way to spy our liberty that we have in Christ Jesus. He said, even, I'll go back to this, but look at that, Galatians. I'll come back here. Look at Galatians. Hallelujah. Paul said, in Galatians chapter 2, he said, we read from verse 3. Amen. Verse 3, he says, oh, let's start from 2. And I went up by revelation and communicated, communicated to them the gospel which I preached unto the Gentiles. But privately to those who were of reputation, less by enemies, and my own had run away. Smart guy, sharp. Ah, I love Paulo. See, Paulo, as a sharp guy. You know what? He went to the Gentiles. Ah, ah, if, I, if I preach alone to the Gentiles like this, ah, because he saw that there were some people there that have strong influence. He said, I better go to them first. And discuss with them. So I don't want to run in vain. So he had those discussions with them. But let's keep reading. He said, yet not even, he said, yet, not even Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, which is a Gentile, was compelled to circumcise, to be circumcised. And this occurred. Why? Because of the first brethren secretly brought in. Who came in to steal, to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that we, they might bring us into bondage, to whom we did not yield submission. Even for an hour. Why? So that the truth of the gospel might be continued with you. In Acts verse 6, he said, but from those who seem to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows no personal favor for no <laughs> That was just the way. If you keep reading, he begins to talk about those who came from Jerusalem, from James, you know, you know, a lot of those things. Look at it. In verse 9, and when James and Cephas, James, Cephas, and John, we seem to be pillar. Perceived, so they begin to perceive. These are pillars. Let's go because of our time. Because the intention of this is to talk about our convictions with the world. So, are you there? 15. Are you there in 15? So, in 15, they came from those guys from up. They said, No, you must be circumcised for you to be saved. And Paul said, No, we will not continue this. We will not be circumcised for you to be saved. So, they had arguments. And okay, let's take this matter to your senior brothers. I mean, to the big men. So, they took the argument to the big men. And which are the leaders in the church? Verse. verse, uh, verse 
3. So being sent on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, describing the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy of the brethren. So, and when they had come to Jerusalem, they were received by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they reported all the things that God had done with them. But some of the sect of the Pharisees, Pharisees are those, so look at this, look at that. He says some of the sect of the Pharisees. It means that those are Pharisees are those, they are Pharisees before they became born again. So Pharisees are, okay, there are two sects, are the Pharisees and Pharisees, I don't want to go there, okay? It is necessary, so look at the sect of the Pharisees, says what? It is necessary to satisfy them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Do you see that? And now the apostles and the elders came together for to consider the matter. And when they had been much dispute, my brother, our brother, our Peter, our elder, the church builder, Daddy Gio, rose up. He's been rising up. Okay? Awesome. Thank God for him. Okay? He's been rising up since Acts act 2. I love his passion. See, whether he's saying it right, he's just he's be saying it. Christ must die. You know, he has that swagger from time. You do anything to Jesus, we cut your hair. You know, the same thing. Very, you could see he has that, um, that emotion. You know, he has that emotion. Did you, are you with Jesus? No, I'm not with Jesus. So he has that thing. So he, he would both say that. And also when the spirit came to, he came out, say it. The way he's saying. Even when they received the Holy Ghost, he rose up among the said, What you're seeing here is what is spoken by Prophet Joel. So he has that swag. So love him here. Look at what he said there. He said, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago, God chose among us by my mouth. I love this place. This is one of my watchwords. God chose by my mouth. Ah. God chose that. See, I love this man. Really. He's who said, God chose by my mouth. Ah. Some of you, it should be your testimony. That you rise up and say, God has chosen by my mouth to declare the counsel of God. I mean, most of the time, I say, God has chosen by my mouth. So when you are preaching the gospel, you know that, yeah, I'm the one that is allotted to say this. He didn't choose angels. He chose my mouth. Amen. It is God's ordinance. Hallelujah. So look at it again. Verse 8. So God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving what? Their spirit. So he narrated what happened what? In Acts 10. So let me jump because of time. Uh, in act, um, praise God. Verse 12. Then all the multitude kept silence and listened to Barnabas and Paul, declaring how miracles and, you know, um, signs of water walked through them among the Gentiles. And after they had become silence, silence, James answered, which is a pillar. Remember we read now is a pillar. Good. So James answered and said, men and brethren, listen to me. Simon has declared, Simon Peter, has declared how God at first visited the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And with these words, of the, with, and with this, the words of the prophet, what? With this, the words of the prophet, what? So he now begin to say what the scripture has said to confirm what, the same people that were ready to argue before, but when the elder looked at this, okay, he used the scripture to confirm. Then after they confirm with the scriptures, then everybody now calm down. So you know what I'm trying to stress out here? I'm trying to stress out that you must allow the scriptures, the word of God, to agree with whatever impression you have. Now, it may not necessarily literally be word for word like this, word for word, like word for word. I hear what I'm trying to say. It may not be like that. It may be a pattern, like we said last week. It could be a pattern. For example, let me show you, let me show you this. And I read that last week, and I'm going to read that again. Yes, yeah, sorry. Oh, they're shaking their head for me. Like, Pastor, you're in trouble today. Amen. First Corinthians 10. First Corinthians 10. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 10. He said, moreover, brethren, 
Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud, and all ate the spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and were, um, verse 6, now these things became what? Verse 6, now these things what? Now what became our examples? What he has said happened to them in the Old Testament. So it became our examples. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? So it became what? Our example. So in other words, when we can read Genesis to Malachi and get examples from there. And that example becomes what we now lead us on what we want to do. But look at one of the leading. Let's keep reading. Verse 7. And um, became our example to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they lost it. And do not become idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down, eat and drink and rose up and play. And let not let us commit sexual immoralities as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell, not tempt Christ. No, he began to say things. These are the things that I'm random. So these are the things that were there. So you can read examples. So there will be pattern. Like I said, pattern. Somebody say patterns. So you will read, when you read Genesis to Malachi, you, so it's not, like I said, it's not literally every like word for word that oh that's why i told us here i told us this earlier that it is not for example when the when the devil came to jesus to tempt jesus jesus did not say it is written in the book of you know, when we were growing up you know they taught us that in, uh, in in children's class and i grew up knowing that no it's not necessary especially when i want to counter and you know, there's an attack spiritually i don't need to say it is written in the book of psalm 27 verse 7 <laughs> i command you that you know uh, who are that okay monte oh you know i used to see those mosiah moving you know say ho oh. <laughs> psalm verse 10 now what i'm trying to say is that, you know i'm not I'm, if you use if you quote psalm if you quote scriptures and verse no problem but i'm saying that no don't put your mind on okay it's chapter six chapter six you it could be a pattern like i said last week it could be a pattern like joseph's story you are somebody just betrayed you. They have betrayed you, and the betrayer has been sequential. And you now say, "I think my life, like I said, I think my life is doomed. I don't think, I think everybody will keep betraying me. I don't think what I don't think I have anything good in my life now. You are thinking like an unbeliever. You have the spirit of God in you. Let the spirit of God in you be led by the by that Joseph what." Story. So it's not necessarily in the book of Genesis chapter, but you know that yes, Joseph was betrayed. Joseph did. For Joseph was betrayed, and despite the betrayer, he went low and God brought him out. Okay, from that betrayer and became you know a leader. So you are you are using that, yes, for God to do it for Joseph, God will do the same for me. So what you are doing now, you are being led out of betrayer. Are you getting trying? So that's what we led. We read the book of Job last week. We mentioned about the patience of Job. So it's a pattern. You can read Elijah. The Bible says Elijah was a man of like what? Passion. So, for example, you, you're feeling weak in your body and you're about to pray. You're supposed to pray. But you're feeling weak in your body. I say, I don't even feel like praying. Then you now remember the word of the Lord. That Elisha was a man of like passion. He prayed earnestly. He said, ah. So, you are being led by that word. It's confirmed. Is in agreement. Am I communicating to us here? So that's the way it works. That's the way I said something last week about the same thing with the story of Joseph, who was tempted to by a lady and he was led out. So you can use that as an example. The same thing with Moses' story. You can use Moses' story. You can use David's story. In your worship life, you can use all these people's story to convince you. That's why it's good to read. 
to study the word of God. We saw what happened to James. James stood up and said, this is in agreement with the word of the prophet. Peter said, he said, even, he said then I remembered the word of the Lord. It's important. We must learn it. Learn to dwell in the word. It will help you to follow the leading of the spirit. Amen? Amen. Look your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say, learn to dwell in the word. Tell your neighbor that it will help you to follow the leading of the Spirit. Because the leading of the Spirit is not only about prayer and evangelism alone. No, it could be major decisions in your life. Major decisions in your life. Major, like major, all kinds of decisions. So I say, well, it's happening in Kuwait. I run to Kuwait. Ah, no, it's in Qatar now. I go to Qatar. Oh, it's happening in Georgia. I go to Georgia. It's gap decision. Direction, like we said, comes in a simple way. The inward witness. You don't just go anywhere your leg face. You check the spirit. You'll be as certain, you are sure. If it takes time for you to come out to arrive at the decision, let it take time. Amen. It is better to be where? To be in God's space than to be faster and slower than God. Allow the spirit of God to help you. I say it often. There are many, I've said it again. I will also miss it. Amen. I've, we have, I've had programs in church before that I, that, that I, that when we started Love Dominion, there are many programs that we, I, I knew we had one program like that, that I knew this program, this program, God didn't lead us to do this program. God did not lead us. Do that the program? But we, we, we went ahead, we did it. Amen. I had to pray. I was telling you, I had to pray. I, so that, that it happens like that. We call it permissive will of God. Okay? So I had to pray fast to ensure there was a move. And I ensured it. You know, otherwise, ah! I've missed it. But I go and say, hmm. Mm. So I started wanting fasting. Oluwa, move, 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 move. Amen. So, but he moved. If I had that meeting, people came with testimony. But I knew. People came with testimony. I knew, I knew that way. God didn't want us to do it. But thank God we did it. Amen. But don't worry. I won't talk about that today. We did it. I missed it. There's, there was repercussion for that, for missing it. I had the repercussion. And I missed it. Amen. Glory to God. But, it's, but I'm just telling you that we also miss it once in a while too. But when you miss it, you say you're sorry, then you repent. It's part of being led by the Spirit too. Why we say if you miss it, if any of us, you know, if you confess with your mouth, uh, you know, you confess your fault. So if you miss it, you can say, oh Lord, I'm sorry, I missed it. So it's also a leading. The Word of God will lead you to also acknowledge what you have done as wrong. And you, are you going to try to say yeah? Yeah. Bow your heads and pray. Talk to God. Say, Father, we thank you. Say, Father, we thank you. Say, I have the leading of the Spirit. Thank you for giving me the leading of your Spirit. The leading of your Word. In the name of Jesus. Thank you.